Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, this is Gabriella with Soaring Eagle Ministries. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. It's an awesome day to be alive in Christ. It's an awesome beginning of a new week, and I just want to welcome everyone that is online, on phones, in chats, and those who are going to listen to the recordings later on. Father, I just want to start this with prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're doing a new thing every day. Your mercy and your grace, your loving kindness, they're new every morning. And Lord, I thank you that we get to just do a restart or a do-over in you because you are gracious. And Father, we come to you because we want to delight in you. And we want to look to you and receive from you alone, God. And I thank you, Father, when you just release, even that you're opening up heaven, that you're opening up revelation knowledge, Father, that we move and live and have our being in you, Jesus, that we don't live that life again in us, but through you, Jesus. And I just thank you for that, Lord, that we are crucified in Christ. Therefore, I no no longer live, but the life that I live now is through Christ Jesus who is in me. So, Lord, I just thank you that we are coming to you with an open heart, God. We're coming to you with open ears to hear, and we're coming to you with eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to us today. Lord, I thank you for fresh manna, from fresh bread from heaven, just like Jesus said to us, you know, drink my blood and eat my my um, body. So, Lord, we just come and we're drinking and we're eating from your table, Lord. We come to the table of the Lord and receive freely. And freely we've been given and freely we release what we've been given. So, Lord, I just thank you for that. I thank you for turnaround. I thank you, Father, that... Only you, only you, only you are the one that we just really desire. And, Father, out of that love for you, uh, that unfailing, undying, unending love that you have given to us, and because of that love, we will be able to love others as we even love ourselves. So, Lord, I thank you for a triple blessing over everyone that is listening to this, Lord, that the joy is just bubbling forth out of them, God. Father, that the fire of God is upon us, Lord. And, Father, I just thank you that you're fanning the flames. Fan the flames this morning of those things that we are, that is within us, Father. Fan those flames. Stir up the gifts within us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Um, Today, I'm going to, those who have a book, I'm going to be starting on page 27, which is chapter 4. 
and it's called Being Built Up. And uh, I just want to start with the scripture in Job 22:23. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Amen. You know, I've just really been pondering this this week, the scripture, but what also came to my mind was that we need to live in the present moment um, because if we always, some people just live either in the past or in the future and they miss the present moment. They really miss what the Lord is trying to do right now in this moment. So I just want all of us to maybe take a deep breath and just take in the breath of heaven and release it out on this earth, okay? And it's just like release everything to him and be in the present moment because it is the great I am. He isn't just he was or he will be, but he is I am right now in this present moment. So I want you to just drink deep from his presence. And Lord, I just thank you that you release your glory right now over us, Father, that we really can enjoy you to the fullest, Father, that our minds are loving you, our minds are stayed on you, that you give us perfect peace because our minds are on you, and that we really we return to the Almighty. And I think that's, you know, returning to him, thinking about him, focusing on him. We're, all, we're already in Christ Jesus, those who are born again. But we need to continuously return our focus back on him. Because when we focus on him, when our mind is on him, then we have that perfect peace. Amen? And then everything else will be dealt with. If we seek his kingdom, God's kingdom first, and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. Everything that we worry about (laughs) is is going to be taken care of as long as we focus on him first. And that is very powerful scripture. But since we're talking about being built up, that's a part of being built up when we focus on him. I just want to bring forth the scripture in 1 Timothy 4.8. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. You know, this scripture is very powerful, especially now in January. People will all want to lose weight <laughs> uh, or whatever, be physically fit. And that is that is wisdom. You know, we need to do that. It's the wisdom of God to really keep ourselves physically fit and have the wisdom of God on how to do it. But we cannot get off just focusing on the physically fitness. We cannot just focus on the physical part but we have to really focus on the supernatural part. And that's going to be building up. You know, when we walk in the wisdom of God, I really love Proverbs 9.1, where it says that wisdom has built her house and she has set up its seven pillars. And that's something, I mean, that's a whole other um, teaching on that with the seven pillars of wisdom. And I'm not going to go into that right now. But she has built her house. So it's, again, a building up. But we also, we need faith. You know, this, this booklet um, that we're doing right now, it talks about 
being aware that we are in faith still, you know, that God can examine us, the Holy Spirit examines us. And in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, it says, examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? And, you know, we have to yield to the Holy Spirit and and go through that examination process every so often that we're still in faith and then also that we walk in wisdom. Because some people think they're in faith, and but yet they're not using the wisdom of God at all. And that's not to negate uh, faith, but we need both. We need the wisdom of God and we need the faith of God. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we want to move in the faith of God. But I just want to add this morning... Also seek after wisdom because it is the supreme thing. And Proverbs talks about the wisdom of God. And wisdom is really Jesus Christ. And it's those pillars that we need to build. It's the foundation so we can be built up correctly in Christ. So we put that that foundation that we walk on is in Christ. And then like Paul said, I'm the uh, wise master builder. And and he laid a foundation, and the foundation that is laid has to be Christ Jesus. So we have to found ourselves on that foundation of Jesus Christ. And then those who build need to use the wisdom of God on how to build. So, and hallelujah. Because we're really learning to walk in the Spirit and see the fruit of the Spirit ripen daily. You know, that's another exercise or that we need to be focused on, that we really move in the spirit of God. And one of them, it's, or the, you know, the, the, the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, one of, of it is self-control. So if you want to work on your physical body, you need that self-control. And that comes from the fruit of the spirit. Amen? And like I said, it's in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. See, the Holy Spirit will search our hearts as we examine ourselves to see whether we are actually living by faith. We receive a cleansing as sin and iniquity is exposed by the light of Jesus Christ. He loves us so deeply and therefore corrects us as his dear children. We can overcome and reign in life by the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness provided for us. And I'm on page 28 now. You know, we we have Romans 5. I really like the scripture in Romans 5. And it talks about, you know, Adam bringing in uh, actually death. But Jesus Christ, when Jesus Christ as the second Adam came, he annihilated all that, you know. For it's by the one man's offense death reigned, which was Adam, through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. And I just read in Romans 5, 17. So that verse, I just want to zoom in on that, ver- on that verse because we are to receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness through Jesus Christ, and we will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. 
So we can reign in life. We can reign over every circumstance. You know, like a king reigns over its kingdom. So there is a reigning in life. We can overcome. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus. But we need his faith and we need uh, the wisdom of God. And we receive the abundance of grace to walk everything out that is in, uh, in front of us. And the gift of righteousness, because if we walk in the righteousness of God, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? So this, this is powerful, but to live as a righteous person, to realize that we've already given his righteousness, but we have to make choices every day to remain and to walk in that righteousness of God. And then we will thrive in life. You know, there's a thriving. There's not just like a humdrum, I will make it to stay. (laughs) But there's actually we thrive in life. We reign in this life. And it's a reigning and it's it's getting us prepared for even later on. Like it says in uh, 1 Timothy 4.8, it talked about the physical training, but also... But godliness has value for all things. So we want to walk in that righteousness. We want to walk in the godliness that is given to us because it's holding promise for both the present life right now, right today, this very moment, and the life to come because we are living in eternal life. We have eternity. We are already eternal because we are in Christ Jesus, and we've been raised up in him. You know, that's, that's a part of that resurrection power, the resurrection life that is in us and through us. So hallelujah, we can walk that resurrection life every day and release the resurrection life into every situation, and we can speak life to situations there, where there is death. We speak life. We speak the blessings of God. I love to release the God kind of life, the soe, into situation and see it work and change and shift things into alignment with heaven, into alignment with the purpose of God, and into alignment with the assignments that are being released to us. Amen? So I'm going to go into uh, page 29. Build up a spiritual house. And I want to focus on 1 Peter 2, 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Living stones, <laughs> living alive. Here is the life again. We're alive, you know. It's not just stones in a building. And like he said, you know, I'm building you, not not like a physical, but it's a supernatural. You know, we are not just his, the temple of the Holy Spirit, which we need to really focus on that as well. We're not our own anymore. We've been bought with a price, hallelujah. And we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I just love these scriptures. And if you think about it, we are not just um, the build, but we are God's, I wrote that down somewhere, we are God's uh, vineyard. 
You know, we're God's field. We're God's vineyard. We're in his temple. So there's so much more. We're God's building. There it goes. In 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it talks about that we're co-workers in God's service. You are God's field and God's building. You know, we're, we're sealed, we're, we're his building, we're built up a spiritual house, and we're together as the body of Christ, the pride of, bride of Christ. As we come together, we are his spiritual house, and we are a holy priesthood, offering up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Again, that righteousness that we're walking every day. It's acceptable in the eyes of God. You know, it's like a fragrant offering. We're an aroma, <laughs> a well-pleasing aroma in, the, in God's nostrils. Whoa, he just breathes it in. And, I mean, he sees us through Christ Jesus, but isn't it a delight to be part of this? Isn't it a delight to think when I am walking in that righteousness and I am that spiritual house unto him, that that it's like an aroma unto him. And wherever we go, they smell that frequency or the fragrance of heaven, the fragrance of Jesus Christ. You, whatever you comes out of you, what emanates out of you, not only the light of Christ Jesus, the salt of the earth, but you also that fragrant offering unto him. And that fragrance is even smelled in people's lives. You know, when you go anywhere, that fragrance goes with you. It's, that's just amazing. I mean, you have to say, Selah, and really stop and think about it. I mean, you're taking, you're transporting your physical body, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the Spirit of God in you. I mean, your spirit you have a soul and you have an earthly body. You have a body that's your earth suit. And, you know, you transport that, but it's not just your physical body. That's why we should not just focus on our physical body, but have the wisdom of God how to deal with it and how to feed it every day so it could, there could be longevity. Uh, but, you know, you come into a place and all this is released by you just walking in the room somewhere. <laughs> so amazing. It's just amazing. I mean, we have to really uh, step up and have an upgrade in how we think about these things and how important you are to Christ Jesus, how important you are for him right now in this hour because you are called for time such as this. Amen. This is your time and this is the generation you are influencing right now. So just, you know, let's have an upgrade. Just, you know, kick it up a notch, so to speak, and not, not just one notch, a couple of notches, how we even think about this, how we think in our heart, that's how we are. So I want to think as Christ thinks about me, amen, because he has put us in this earth right now to be that salt, and he wants to use us mightily, and it's not just about me and my shortcomings, yes, they're there. But his grace is sufficient in my weakness. You know, I love Paul when he boasted that even in his, you know, that I rather boast in my weaknesses. Why? Because then God's 
strength will be really made known because people know it's that's not something I could have done. It's something that his grace was sufficient and his strength was there to carry me through. Amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and let's see. I'm still on page 29. And I was... Uh, I want to highlight another scripture, and that's Revelation 5.10. It says um, that we are to our God that we're kings and priests, and we shall reign on earth. There's another scripture, you know, Revelation 1.6, that we are kings and priests unto our most high God. And I think I was teaching a little bit on that last week. So we are individually priests. And then the church collectively is called a priesthood, you know. So that's why he says in First Peter 2, 5, that we are a holy priesthood. But as individuals, we need to be priests unto our God. A priest comes to adore and worship. That's, that's our part. If you think about the priests in the Old Testament, it was mainly to come before the Lord. And we can never stop doing that. That's our first thing, to be a priest unto God. You know, I come with um, sacrifices. In other words, I give my body as a living sacrifice. So I'm the one who's going to burn all the time. (laughs) It's never going to stop. You know, like it says that in the Old Testament that the, the, the light should never go out. And that was that constant sacrifice. Well, I'm that constant sacrifice before him, you know, my adoration. And then I just uh, I fi- I fired up before him all the time. So there's another sweet-smelling aroma that comes out of us when we're those priests and we adore and worship him first, you know. He's our first love. My goodness, that's so amazing. <laughs> I just get caught away with that one. But anyway... <laughs> Why even bother with heavenly, you know, with the, the earthly too much? We influence that, but really our focus is on that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And, you know, then we affect the earth, that we just have to affect the earth because it just happens because you are so filled up with him and you adore him and you continuously give, you know, make melody in your heart unto him. And it's just like a melody. It's a harmony because you're harmonized with heaven and you're not harmonizing with the earth. That's why all this googly gawk, that darkness in the earth right now is, you know, I, I just, I don't even want to focus on it. Yet we know what's happening. We're not ignorant of Satan's devices, amen? We don't just box the air, but we know exactly what we need to do because we're sharpened arrows by God. We are those warriors as well. So yes, that's that part because if you're in the military, you know the weapon of warfare of the enemy, but mostly you know your own weapons. You know, they need to focus more on their own weapons. They need to focus more on the army they are a part of and not just the enemy, you see. But we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, Paul said. But he also said, I'm not just boxing the air. I don't just do this or that. And But when he was hitting the air, when he was, 
you know, when he was doing something strategically, it was hitting the bullseye in the spirit realm. So we are sharpened, but it all comes through our priesthood for Christ first, for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then we go out as kings. See, that's when we're those warriors. We are kings who reign in life. We reign in this life that we've been given right now. And we reign, we're going to reign in Christ. So this is amazing. If we could just lay hold of that in a greater measure. So I just want to release that this morning, that we are more aware of the heavenly places, that we're more aware that, yes, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Our citizenship is truly in heaven. Whoa. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may have an American passport or whatever nationality you might be, but that's just so you can roam around on earth, you know. But seriously, my, I'm an ambassador for Christ. So here again, it's releasing that kingly, you know, as an ambassador, as a diplomat, I come in the name of my king, and that's Jesus Christ, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to rejoice over that for a moment here. <laughs> just rejoice with me. Um, let's go on page, onto page 30. And I like what it says on there. Furthermore, as a glorious body of Christ, his bride, we put God's love on display. So that's another thing. We actually put God's love on display. People may never see really God's love, but they see it through us. We are like his epistles. So we can actually put his love on display for others to see. We showcase heaven. We showcase the love of Christ. So this is another thing. It's not just about me, yet He's all, all, you know, into us, so to speak, but it is so much more. So if I could just think not just about me and think about that I'm displaying God's love wherever I go. I showcase who God, Jesus Christ, really is. Wow, what a, what a difference in what happens in the Muslim world. world. You know, they display hatred and war and, and chaos. It's it's that God of chaos. It's utter chaos. I mean, I've been in Egypt. I've been in, in Morocco and Tunisia and Turkey and a lot of those um, northern African and Mediterranean regions that are Muslim, you know, Muslim nation. And there's so much chaos. Um, I remember I was in Morocco and I was on a train and um, I had to go to the restroom. So when I came out of the restroom, there was the conduct the train conductor and a couple of young people and of course I didn't understand them. They were talking in French. <laughs> Morocco speaks French. Hallelujah anyway. <laughs> and Arabic. But I was like cornered because they were right in front of us and I couldn't go anywhere. And they were just going at it. I mean it was such a fierce fight between them. So all I did, all of a sudden, I was starting to speak in tongues and to sing in tongues. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's different. So I just started speaking and singing in tongues. And all of a sudden, the conductor stopped what he was doing. He turned around. He looked at me. 
and didn't say a word, turned around and just walked away. And so I was able to come out of that corner I was in. So, you know, we come with a completely different harmony. We bring peace with these people because it's a spirit, the God of chaos. It's a spirit sent by the devil to just, um, you know, they are, I mean, overtaken by it. That's all they know. And then we come with that harmony from heaven, that melody in our heart from heaven, and we release it. And it's like a fragrance, but it's also the melody. It, it, it just hits their physical body and their souls and their spirits in a way where they have to stop. And, and that spirit is apprehended in the name of Jesus. So, wow. What a powerful, that was powerful. I mean, I really learned something that day. So now whenever I go, um, yes, another time we were in Morocco and we, let, we came out of the train station and sure enough, they had a riot. <laughs> and we had to walk through that riot to get to our hotel room. So we just walked and it was almost like when we walked through that riot, they parted. The people made room for us to walk through it, and nothing happened to us. So, I mean, this is supernatural. I mean, we are living in a supernatural realm, and we must understand that in the time and the season we're in. We must be released into this in a greater measure. We do not have any fear. And it's reminding me of Jesus when they were trying to kill him, and he walked right through the crowd, and they didn't even realize it. See, it wasn't his timing. If it's not our timing to go home yet, guess what? He's going to, you know, he's going to part the sea for us, us, and we, so to speak, and we just walk right through it on dry ground. And we're not, you know, the those when he when he opened up the the river in Joshua. Oh, gosh, I can't even think of the river right now. Oh, my goodness. Or the sea that he opened up for them. So, hallelujah, we walk right through it, and nothing happened to that to them. So that's us. That's us. Amen. And we are a house not built by hand. Go back to that spiritual house. We're not built by hand. We're built supernaturally. So we just understand our part as a priest and then as a king. So I'm going to go on to the next one, build up the body of Christ. And in Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's pretty long in the Amplified Bible. So it's a little bit amplified. It's a little bit louder. <laughs> but what I want to pick up is on... Let's see, on verse 14. So that we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, by the, by the running and cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful of people ready to do anything for personal gain, profit. I thought this is very, very important. That's verse 14 in Ephesians 4. And you know, Ephesians 4, starting in 11, it talks about that Christ has given us gifts, 
and that's the fivefold ministry. And it's there to build up the body of Christ, the church. And part of it is that the children of God, you know, some of them, they're still children. And we just want to become mature sons and daughters. Because even the earth is groaning for the revelation or the revealing of the true sons of God. And they are the mature ones, you know. We have to become mature in Christ. But the children, that's why the fivefold ministry is still teaching, equipping, and training, and activating, and releasing. Uh, that's why we need the discipleship. We need people to be discipled when they come to Christ. So they could be spiritually mature. They come out of that childhood. They're not, they don't need to be tossed back and forth like ships on the sea, you know, when there's a storm tossed back and forth and you really don't know what you're doing, my goodness. Anything, every wind of adversity just kind of almost blows you over. That's being child, but we, we've learned how to stay stable in him. Even when the storms come, we remain in him. He is like a hope, like an anchor to us, and we stay the course in him. And the, those spattering, you know, because it talks about also with, with ki- what kind of sower goes around and he sows seeds and it's, it depends on what ground. And we are that ground that is ready. We are that soil that has received his seeds and they have become, you know, it, we are standing. Our house is not going to be blown over because we're rooted and grounded in him and in his love. So when the storm comes, it's not going to overwhelm us. And our desires as like fathers and mothers in the faith is to bring up others, the children, so they are spiritually mature. And they're not falling into the hands of unscrupulous men, people, it's not just males, it's people, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit. This is so important. Because there are wolves in sheep's clothing. And Paul was talking about it. You know, as soon as I'm leaving, he said, there's going to be false brethren that are coming in. They're all, some of them, they're already amongst us, false brethren and wolves in sheep's clothing. He also talks about the false prophets and the false apostles. So I think, you know, we need to really be aware of that in the spirit, so we detect it in the spirit that we don't fall for people who do anything just for personal profit. And that can happen in the church, that can happen amongst us. We have to really raise up a standard against that in Christ Jesus, okay? And then in verse 15, but speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our life expressing his truth. Let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head, Christ. So it's not just by speak, speaking, by speech, but also our life expressing his truth. And that's what I said earlier. You know, we are those examples. We are those showcasing. We are, you know, we are... Um, displaying God's love and we are the epistles the living epistles that others can read and see 
So we speak the truth in love and we really have to be remaining in God's love. We cannot speak his truth in anger, but we need to speak his truth in love. So we need to be careful that we are in God's love when we release certain truths to people. So hallelujah that we have matured and that we speak from the Spirit through the Holy Spirit And then that will cause a change and a transformation in other people. Because the truth is the word of God. Um, You know, Jesus said, I have to leave you. And it's better that I leave. Because if I don't leave, he said to his disciples, then I cannot send the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And he he will show you all truth. Amen? So he will bring truth to us, and he is the one, he's our paraclete, he's the one that comes alongside of us, so he's our comforter, he's a teacher also to us, inside of us, the, you know, the, the peace of God to be our umpire, so we have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth in us, so we want to release that truth to other people, so we all following his examples we're following the example of jesus christ because he is our head he is the head of the church jesus christ so we follow the head we're the body of christ and he's our head so we follow him it's so amazing you know it's so amazing i don't think it's all that difficult i think it's pretty easy i believe we made it more difficult than it also than it should be Then in verse 16, from him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts. Oh, I love that. (laughs) We all, we know we're his body and we all have different parts to play. And it's in 1 Corinthians 12 that we are his body. And then, you know, it, it talks about also our different spiritual giftings. But we're joined and knitted firmly together by whatever but what every joint supplies. So I've been crying out for years. I want to be fitly joined where I need to be. Fitly joined with the body of Christ here on earth that you have me part of. And that I can supply, you know, just like your joints. If you think about your knee joints, they need to be fitly joined together. And it's like we can supply to one another with the different giftings that we've been given, that we respect one another, that we detect and see what the different giftings are within the body of Christ and that we can receive from one another and we all together in love grow up into him. Amen? So when each part is working properly, so that's what I just talked. We need to work properly. Right now it's been a bumping and crying. <laughs> it's like, you know, like when you have joints, like your knee joint, and it says, you know, you're bone on bone. Oh, my goodness. It's it's pain. It's cracking in there. And <laughs> we need some cushion in there. And it's it's like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's like knitted together properly, working properly. That's my... That's my um, prayer. And even the feeble knees to be strengthened, the hands that hang down. I think that's Romans 12 or Hebrews 12. My goodness, I'm not sure right now. 
that look it up, um, but so we can work properly together. And it causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. And there it is, you know, that we really recognize that we are gravitating to our tribe, so to speak. Those people who have the same calling, they have the same understanding. Some of us who are like warriors in Christ, we understand that being warriors, others may not understand this. They're functioning differently. But I believe I want to learn and be open to learn from others and that we can just be together and mature together in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I could go on and on. We're only on page 31. Um, But I just want to kind of wrap it up that we talked about being built up in his word, but then built up as a spiritual house, built up the body of Christ. And... um, you know, one more thing I would like to add to that, yeah, so that we don't give off any strange fire. I talked about being that fire and that the fire needs to keep burning, that we're that living sacrifice, but we cannot give up any strange fire. That's when we go off. And that's another teaching all by itself. But I just want to release that right now, that we are the fire of God and that we move in the fire of God. And, you know, just like um, Elijah whose God answers by fire, that kind of God, you know, our God. But the strange fire is from another God. And it's, it's actually what comes, our, our flesh wants to give up strange fire. So anyway, um, then the next one was being built up in our most holy faith, and that's Jude 1. We know that speaking by tongues, speaking in the spirit, Praying in the Spirit will build up our most holy faith in Christ Jesus. Then overcoming weakness through grace. We kind of talked about that a little bit, that the grace is sufficient and that our strength is made perfect in weakness. And that's in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Then victory over sin through grace. That's Romans 6, 14 and Titus 2, 11 and 12. And I just want to, you know, add to that, that we cannot serve two masters. Because the question I had is, you know, what is a master? Why should sin not be our master? And who is our master? You know, Jesus Christ is my master. He's my king. And, you know, the scripture about we cannot serve two masters. Either we love the one and hate the other. And um, I think that's very important that he's our master and that we just, we cannot worship another master. It has to be only him, just totally him. Because if not, we're just going to fall out of love with him and fall in love with something else. And we really need to be conscientious and conscious about what is our heart really in love with. That could be earthly things. but I don't want to move that way. I want to be really in love with him and have only one master. And that's Jesus Christ. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So amen. Um, I just thank you for your time. And those who are going to be listening to this, I just bless you again. And I thank the Lord that he's just bringing out whatever was the manna for today. 
And I pray that it's going to be going deep. Those seeds are going deep into the heart of the people. And, Father, that they're received with an open heart. And, Father, that they're sealed, those seeds, by the Holy Spirit right now in the hearts of the people. And that they will bring forth immense magnitudes of fruit for the glory of God. Everlasting fruit for the glory of God. Just like I said in John 15, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, that you will bear fruit, everlasting fruit for the glory of God. Amen. Love you, bless you, uh, see you whenever. (laughs) Be blessed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.